Happy New Year and welcome back to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I am Doug Miller. It's great to be back, Grace. (laughs) I am a master coach with DaVita University and and a faculty member. It is great to be back, Doug. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University, in case you, you weren't sure yet after all these episodes. Thanks yeah. for letting so me know. It, you're welcome. Yeah. It's so good to be back, right? It is. For our it's sixth great. season, Doug. Six seasons? That's right. Camp, and and it's twenty. the year 2020. 2020. Did you ever think it was coming? No, I didn't. It felt like it was so far away. It did. And yet, I, I am thrilled that we get to kick off this amazing 2020 year and our sixth season with Jeremy Jensen, a vice president of corporate development for Team Pegasus. Welcome, Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. We're it's great so, to be here. Yeah, Thanks. we're so yeah. excited to have you on the show. You are a good friend to DaVita University and to Absolutely. me and Doug personally. So uh, we're, we're super happy that you're here. And you were also one of our first podcast listeners. It's yes, true. you were. Yeah. And what a perfect topic to speak with you about today. Building team through community service. It's such a heart topic, too. So from what I know about you, Jeremy, you care very deeply for your team and you care about serving. Um, what a great combo topic, right? Serving and caring deeply. So tell us about your experience in building teams through community service. Yeah, it's great to be here. Yeah, you know, I found that there's this great irony that when you go out and serve others, you get more out of it than you give. Mm. Yeah, well said. Yeah, And it's absolutely amazing thing that happens when you go out and serve. And I found this, especially when I'm with my family or my team, that we just grow closer to another you know, trust deepens, our commitment to one another increases. And I've just had this recent uh, experience that's really been amazing. It's, uh, I can't stop thinking about it, actually. Yeah. Uh, I did a Bridge of Life mission with my team this past October. And, wow. Yeah. Wait, let's, let's pause there real quick. Could you uh, share with our listeners, what is Bridge of Life? Yeah. So the Bridge of Life, I think many of our teammates know it's an independent charity that was founded by DeVita. And their mission is to work to strengthen healthcare globally with sustainable programs that not only prevent chronic disease, but also treat it. And the Bridge of Life really just relies on DeVita. They rely on DeVita teammates to be volunteers, and they rely on us for our donations. And it's a real high-impact way to bring that part of our trilogy of care, the caring for our world part, to life. What are the other, just so our listeners are tracking, what are the other parts of the trilogy of care? I love that, the trilogy of care. Yeah, so it's it's caring for each other. Yep. And then it's caring for our patients. Beautiful, awesome. Yeah. So in what way, uh, Jeremy, did this Bridge of Life mission build your team? Yeah, so it's different than traditional team building. We didn't do any trust falls. There wasn't a rope <laughs> course, right? Those, and those both have their place, right? Yeah, um, yeah. But this time we rolled up our sleeves and we were busy. So we went to Quetzaltenango, Guatemala in the Western Highlands, and it oh, was wow. really hard and it was super rewarding. We went with 15 other DeVita teammates. Some of them were on my team. Some of them I didn't know and they've become lifelong friends. I mean, there's a lot of really great bonding that happens there. And we worked alongside others from the local community and those that we served. And what we did is we went to five different communities over five days and we set up a primary care clinic. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. And so, I mean, it was amazing, right? So we'd kind of create something out of nothing every day. We'd load up these vans, we'd drive to these communities that were 30 to two hour drive away. We would unload and 
set up a mobile pharmacy. We'd take a generator where they didn't have power and we would set up a little portable router and we would run a, an electronic medical record system on iPads through this portable router. Uh, and what's really cool to me is that none of you, you said your team went, so there was like three, mm -hmm. three, yeah, three of yeah. your teammates went with you. Mm -hmm. And were any of you clinical? Yeah, so non-clinical. There's places for non-clinical teammates on Bridge of Life missions. This one was a primary care mission. And so, you know, there were all sorts of things that we could do as non-clinical teammates, not only set up and kind of load stuff. I, my, my height came in handy for loading these big, <laughs> yeah. big pharmacy boxes on the tops of these vans. I, I'm Mui Alto is what they were calling me. Uh, yes. What is that? What does Very that Very tall. Mui Alto. <laughs> so how tall are you? Oh, I'm 6'4". Oh, that's helpful. Yeah. Are you 6'4", too, Doug? I'm 6'3 and 3 quarters is what I said. I so. think I'm that, too. I'm shrinking so, as I age. <laughs> I don't know. You know, the that's close enough to saying six four, but I like to be detail oriented. <laughs> you know me, Chris. very nice. Yeah, you want to be truthful. You know what? What led you to want to to do a team building this way? Yeah. Well, we've done team. We've done. We've been really deliberate about team building in the past, and it was actually a team decision. One of my teammates, Monique Neely, has ridden the Tour de Vida for five times, and I've redshirted, and I was just super inspired by what they do. You know, all the funds that they raise from the Tour de Vida go to Bridge of Life. It's about half the funds they raise wow. is through the tour. And that tour is a multi-day, I think around 250-mile bike ride where they're raising money for the Bridge of Life, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And redshirting, just so our listeners are clear, if you don't know what redshirting is, that's where you get to show up and be a pair of hands and just be of service to support the event itself. So. Thanks for, for being willing to do that and support the, the tour. Yeah, so after doing that, we thought we could go full circle and do a mission. And I, you know, Monique brought it up and we batted around potential places we could go on missions. And Guatemala seemed like the place to go because there were a few teammates on my team that speak fluent Spanish. Awesome. And it was, you know, all missions, there's non-clinical roles, but this one was a primary care mission. And so, my favorite thing I got to do on this primary care mission, I have to say, is I worked on dental health. And so I got to paint fluoride on the teeth of the kids oh, and teach them so about cool. dental health. Oh my and it, as a non-clinician, like this is like me having some patient it's contact. direct patient care. That's awesome. It was, it was amazing. And your team doesn't provide direct patient care on a day-to-day -day basis. So this is, this is outside of you know, yeah. their, their normal day-to-day. -day. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it sounds like yeah, I love the fact that you came together to decide what you wanted to do for a team building and that you settled upon this Bridge of Life mission, which is so cool and so impactful. And um, I'd love to hear a little bit more about why you feel like Bridge of Life or any other community service is such an impactful way to get teams to come together and bond. Yeah, I mean, regardless of the service that you do, I found that it's just super aligned with what we're about at DeVita. Right. One of the things that I love about the village is that essentially every teammate is really driven, but they also really care about giving back. It's that's mm -hmm. the DeVita way, right? Yeah. 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 Right. Caring. Yep. Caring for each other with the same intensity we care for our patients. Yeah. Yeah. And the world in many regards. Yeah, it's true. And I just feel like we're really wired to that. And I couldn't really think of a better way for us to grow together as a team and for my team to see me as as a leader in a different light. 
So let's talk a little bit about what uh, the the um, impact on you individually. So you as a leader taking your team there on a mission, how did that impact you? Yeah, you know, I think one thing is is just that it's it's this sort of making magic out of chaos, <laughs> right? And sometimes being a leader is chaotic. And so I, you know, every day we'd show up at these community centers that were just sparse and with some duct tape and some twine and some tarps, <laughs> we would just go in there and we would set up this thing. And every day we treated about a hundred patients. Wow. And and you just wouldn't really think that it would happen. And so I guess for me as a leader, it sort of taught me that I don't always need to be completely in control for goodness to happen, that when there are good people around me, that good things happen. And yeah. I began to trust that my team is just fully capable of doing a lot of things on their own without me directing every bit of it. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how it impacted you as a leader. Now shift and talk about how did how do you feel like it impacted your team? Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, I, I think that we reflected on this at night, right? We mm. would do, at the end of the day, we would do a check-in of sorts of like, hey, how did you feel today? Mm. How mm-hmm. did today's work impact you? And so I heard my team talk about it. Wow. Right? And so, you know, one of my teammates said that she really felt felt like this was a time that she truly gave back for all the people that had helped her in her upbringing and she had had in some cases some hard things in her upbringing and it was opportunity for her to go and make a difference for others i mean some of these communities didn't have clean water and you know some of the childhood nutrition stuff we were working on was it was really meaningful Mm -hmm. and so it was it was cool to hear her talk about that and then other teammates just all their reflections like some of the things we heard is this filled my cup this has changed the trajectory of the way that I think about my service in the village. Mm. It's, it's made it more real, like even what I do in my day job, it's made it more real. So, I mean, I could, I could write a book about all the ways that it impacted me and my team. Mm-hmm. And it was really remarkable. So it sounds like people really got to see the direct impact they were having um, on the patients and the people you were interacting with. And that can, I think, sometimes be different for those of us who are not in direct patient care here at DeVita, that we don't always necessarily see that impact as clearly or directly. But it sounds like this was a great way for them to start to get a sense of direct impact. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to go back to something that you had said earlier about struggling because you didn't know how to do certain things, and um, it's kind of outside of your normal day to day and your your strengths and skill sets that you use for your your actual you know job here at Davida. So, how did that struggle? Um, and as you struggled, as others struggle to just trying to find their place and figure out how they can help, how did that help to build um, trust and connection? Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes in team building events, you create some sort of artificial struggle, right? I mean, this is just completely authentic and real. And so, I don't know. I mean, it created this connection because we were busy. I, I This was not a, an offsite or a, a team building exercise that was manufactured. Those have their place. But this was very much like I would see my team and I'd be cruising by carrying a box of something and, you know, Monique would be weighing a baby and, you know, John would be checking in some elderly patients and just looking intently into their eyes. And, you know, maybe I'd give them a head wave or something, but it was like we had this shared experience and we were 
we were so busy doing what we were supposed to be doing that we grew together in a way that was really organic. And also afterward, my team told me that seeing me struggle made me a lot more approachable and human. Mm. Wow, that's gorgeous. Yeah, because they, they may not see that directly on a day-to-day as much as pulling you outside of you know your comfort zone, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's fascinating to me that, that um, so many of our podcasts have a moment in them around leadership where it's about human beings being human beings with each other and just building a mm-hmm. deeper connection. And, uh, and that's a, a beautiful example of how that occurred. You know, I've, I've heard, I think I'm aware that you've like taken your team on hikes and done some of these other kinds of uh, team building activities. What difference did you notice in this shared experience versus those other shared experiences, maybe an offsite or a hike or something like that? Well, I think there are similarities, mm-hmm. right? And, and the similarities are that I've found is if you do these things, then the hard times or the intense times that inevitably come up throughout the year that you can draw upon this sort of well of goodwill that you have and and there's not like bad feelings of things get intense or you really have to go rally and do something that's like oh yeah that's just jeremy like uh, you know i've i've gone fishing with him or you know we (laughs) we um we strung up a clinic together in guatemala together so like you know this guy's my buddy. He cares about me. This one was different because it's we're we're it's not just about us. It's yeah. about others, and so it's it's kind of a two for one. Right. Right. Yeah, that reminds me of something that I was hearing recently about earning trust and as a leader, your ability to earn trust in others. And there's there was two kinds. You know, one is that you do what you say you're going to do, and that's typically what I mean, I know I go to when I think of trust and just keeping my commitments to my team. But the other was something that was felt a little bit newer to me, which is that people your team would trust you more if they felt like you cared about them as a person. Mm-hmm. And and that's the part that's a little bit harder. How do you how do you show that? And it's different to ev- for everyone. So I think it's really cool that you're connecting that is what I'm kind of hearing through this service project and through community service that how you can show how you care for others as people, um, not just your teammates, but those who you are serving in that particular project. It's really cool. So great trust builder. Yeah. So how frequently do um, you engage your team in this kind of community service? Yeah, I mean, I can think of at least three a year, right? So my broader national team, Team Pegasus, when we get together, there's always an afternoon where we do a service project. Like we recently put together care packages for soldiers and wrote notes. Uh, I can think of one that we did in urban Phoenix uh, where we cleaned up some lots and planted a community garden. And the thing I remember vividly about this, if I can just share, is um, Chris Bocher was a new teammate on our team, and he's a, a vice president in corporate development too. And we didn't really work together much at the, at the time, and we worked shoulder to shoulder, like picking up glass and just cleaning mm-hmm. this thing out. And over the course of the afternoon, you know, I got to hear his story. Yeah. I got to hear about his time he served in the military. I got to learn about how he met his wife and how, wow. he, you know, how he interacts with his boys. And, and, you know, it was really foundational, right? Because now we work together on some pretty high stakes things and we've got that. We can always draw upon that. And we've been accomplishing really great things together. And I think that 
that time that we had when we just got to know each other in a really organic way has really helped uh, make us be more effective as we work together as a team. Yeah, that's a that's a great illustration of how you can build connection and trust just given the time, right? Given the mm-hmm. time and space. Cool. So uh, we are unfortunately at that time now, Jeremy. I can't believe it's already that time. But uh, for our our podcast to come to a close. So we end all of our podcasts in the same way. We ask our guests to share just one tip that they would give other leaders on um, on the particular topic. So what tip would you give to leaders on building team through community service that they could just try right away? Yeah, add a component of community service to your team meetings. Be deliberate about it. It's pretty easy. I, we have village service days. And another cool website that I've used is one called justserve.org, where a lot of different groups that need service projects, you can search by community and there's Habitat for Humanity or there's a food bank and it takes some of the hardness out of planning a service activity out of it. And you can just show up or they can come to you and it makes it really easy. That's awesome. And you mentioned uh, Village Service Days. So if you're interested in, it's an actual village program that we have called Village Service Days. You can learn more about that on the intranet at villageprograms.davida.com. And they can help uh, you organize that Village Service Day and understand how those work. Yeah, and thanks for bringing up too that it, you can have all sorts of different ways to to you know engage in community service with your team. It doesn't have to be <laughs> a big international mission to Guatemala. That's right, right. There's so many other things that you could do locally to serve. And uh, really appreciate you sharing that, and appreciate you coming on the show today. It was so great to chat with you, Jeremy. Thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. That was a really heartwarming chat with Jeremy, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, I loved his tip. Add a component of community service into your team meetings. Yeah, I love that tip. And uh, Doug, speaking of tips, it is my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode from our previous season with Dave Herman on leadership brand. Oh, yeah. You've had quite a while to think about this, haven't you? I have. And his tip was be proactive and find some reflection time to think about the words you want people using to describe you when they go home. And the bonus tip is to share and get feedback. So I did do that. I, I took some time to reflect. And, and as we talked about with Dave, it's much harder to think about me as a leader, as a brand, um, much easier to think about, well, what do I want people to go home and say about me as a leader? Right. And so, and say about me as a person. And so I uh, came up with these words and I brainstormed a bunch and then it kind of, you know, narrowed them down to my, I think what I think are my top five. Excellent. And so the words are, do you want to hear them? Yeah, I want to hear them. What are they? <laughs> Everyone wants to hear them. <laughs> That's very generous to everyone. Uh, but I will I will share them. I'm sure that okay. our, it, it would be fun for our listeners to actually like run a contest of could they guess them? Ooh, okay. But let's not do well, that. Well, spoiler alert for those who want to do that. Uh, you should turn it off right now. <laughs> but, so here are my five words. I want people, others, uh, words I want others to say about me, helpful, Mm -hmm. innovative, productive, caring, and fun. Totally. 
And so I, I thought that was a, a cool balance for me as I looked at head, heart, and hands. And those that's really important for me to have have all three head, heart, and hands in what people use to describe me. And I was able to do the bonus tip too. I was able to ask a, a few teammates. So I asked about five people. Excellent. And it was a really cool conversation with them just to get feedback on, oh, it's interesting those words would not like these words would come top of mind first or I'm not really sure what I would use that word I would probably use this different word and it's still the spirit is the same mm-hmm. and so of the five people I asked about half of them said the top words uh, were were a couple words and then the the, the other uh, half said two other words would have been their top <laughs> words so that's interesting. So there's no I, consensus. I kind of feel as though that's a balance, though, yeah. right? In terms of how so you got I'm the experienced, right five words. maybe. And and I do. I did get some helpful feedback and suggestions on how I could live more into some of the words that they might not have put at the top of their list. So all in all, really great activity. It was a little bit um, intimidating, and yeah. and you know definitely felt a bit vulnerable to share and and be open to that feedback and. Of course, as you know, every time we step into our our uncomfortable zone or our learning zone, right. we learn a lot. And, and it, it's not as scary as we thought it was going to be. It sounds like it was outside your comfort zone there. It was. Beautiful. And, and you know, next time it probably won't be as much. So, Thanks for sharing that, Grace. You're welcome. Totally cool. So uh, for our listeners out there, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find more about submitting your stories and tips and writing or through a voice message. And uh, if you haven't yet subscribed, which I don't know why you wouldn't. That's right. Subscribe to our podcast and please click that subscribe button so that you don't miss any more of our episodes. And last thing for our listeners, Doug, if you enjoy these podcasts, Mm -hmm. please rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes so we know how we're doing. And I just want to say shout out to all the folks who have actually left us uh, ratings and we have even a few reviews on there. Nice. So pretty cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And with that, we will see you all next week. One for all. And all for one.